He is a Denver native born of Denver natives. A former Denver chief deputy district attorney, he is now an active Colorado trial lawyer. Bright, independent, and full of fun, he has been part of the media for decades. This is The Craig Silverman Show. What a world, what a life, what a day. Saturday, March 25, 2023. Troubadour Dave Gunders in the house because I need help. I'm a little tired. I've been flying all night, and boy, are my arms tired. (laughs) Classic one. Yes, Craig, welcome back from New York City. I had a whirlwind trip. Donald Trump summoned me there. He said he was going to be arrested on Tuesday I got show tickets just in case his show didn't go. I know the man, but I want to be there to celebrate and have a parade when that happens. And was there any turnout there at the, at the what was it, the city courthouse? Yes. And, and so it, the, the, were there people there? Was there anticipation? What's there going were so on? many reporters. Okay. I said, where are they? She said there are four MAGA protesters in that park up there. I got up there. There were about 300 media, and I could not even see the MAGA protesters. So it was all media? It was all media. But, you know, maybe Trump is crazy like a fox. I don't think he is. But he could say, look at all that stuff I've been saying. Protest here. Do this. Do that. And nobody showed up. So how can you hold me responsible for January 6th? See what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's the great, uh, he's very slippery. If there's a I'm way of evading time. it. Yeah. But yeah. he's gone too far with this threatening of DAs. I wrote for the Colorado Sun almost two weeks ago that this would be his strategy. And now have you heard the latest? He's calling for death and destruction. He posted a picture of him with a bat. And Alvin Bragg's head next to it? No. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, Alvin Bragg, the DA. Yeah. Have you thought of the irony of Donald Trump being taken down by a guy named Bragg? Hadn't thought of it yet. What about New York City being the right spot to really start to take down this homegrown monster? I think it's the right spot. That's where he's from. You know, let it be a home, a homegrown roasting too, but we'll have to see, Craig. I've, I've every time it seems like the end is dear. I've I've said, Craig, don't I say it? He's gonna get out of this one too. If you want to follow me, and I know you do, Dave Gunders. Thanks for that. You can log on to Twitter. Craig's Colorado is my handle, or you can follow my Colorado Sun columns. But I've been saying for a while that Trump needs to be condemned. And it's just starting to happen. This picture of him with the baseball bat, Drudge put it up. Even guys like Kaplis are saying, oh, if he really posted that, then maybe that's too far. Yeah, you think? Well, in these times, yeah, where there's so much violence, you know, leveled at politicians, um, it's, it's, the wrong, it's the wrong thing to, to post. Right, and Alvin Bragg received a death threat envelope, white powder today, oh, that, that very place that I rode my B-cycle around to see the action. But I couldn't help but think of you, Dave Kunder, during my three different plays. You know why? 
Why? Because you could have played the lead in oh. all three plays. <laughs> well, that's a great compliment. I why and why? How am I qualified to First play the all, lead? First of all, the, the, all three of the leads required an Ashkenazi-looking Jew. Right, handsome. Handsome. Okay. Not overly tall, because you know there. Are, some people have said it's like a trope, you know, because in the first play, Parade about the real-life events of Leo Frank. You know who Leo Frank was? The father of Anne Frank. No, no. Okay. Different no. Frank family. Okay. Similar bad outcomes. Oh, okay. But this guy lived in Atlanta. He was from Brooklyn. He married a Jewish girl from Atlanta. They had cotton industry. Did you know about a lot of German Jews who ended up in the South? Yes. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin, as a matter of fact, um, who ended up, I think it was down near Atlanta. Uh, and he actually sponsored my my father and his family um, uh, in 1938 when he was fleeing uh, Germany. You needed a sponsor in the United States. You couldn't just come. And um, this yeah, was- you, uh, German he was, Jews were special. Co- well, no. Co- well, Cousin Harold- spoke for us and had to sign for us and that kind of thing. Um, you needed someone in this country to sponsor you. You know who were prominent German Jews? And I'm reading this biography and I'm loving it by a guy named Andrew Meyer. It's about the Morgenthau family, which ended up being prominent under Woodrow Wilson and FDR, a Jewish secretary of the treasury. Right. Then his son becomes a DA for decades in New York and got romanced by one Donald Trump. And they got along because of donations, this and that. But when he was almost, well, he was in his 90s, almost 100. He almost made it to 100. And he was asked by this author who wrote this in the New York Times, what do you worry about? He said, Trump. And he knew the guy. But the guy is dangerous as hell. Anyway, there's a book called Our Crowd. Have you ever heard about that? About Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the German Jews. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's why I thought about you, because Leo Frank could have looked like you, and you're good at arithmetic. How you got an MBA and a successful business, lookout renovation. Some people say it's like a trope, because here you got a bookkeeper type, but that's who Leo Frank was. And he went down there, he got a management job with his father-in-law's pencil company, and one day he paid little Mary Fagan her dollar twenty, and she went on her way, only she never made it off the property. She ended up dead, and then an investigation happened. Somebody needed to be blamed, and he was the last guy to see her. There was some Jew-hating going on in Georgia, and some witnesses got coached up. I don't want to give away the rest of the story, but you can read about this. And right. It's been made into a musical. Ben Platt pays. He, he, he probably will win an Emmy mm. for the part. You could too, though, because mm-hmm. you're a great singer. You got the Ashkenazi <laughs> look. I'm no actor. Anyway, I recommend the play, okay, because yeah. it's about fascism. And here, Donald Trump is saying uh, Alvin Bragg's a racist, biased DA. And a play is about a racist bias DA. And I wanted to see it and see it. I did mm. Tuesday night, full price. And I had a good aisle seat because after riding that B-cycle all around, or city bike, whatever they call it, all around New York to the courthouse and back, 
I needed to stretch my legs. Those Broadway seats aren't that great. But the next day, Times Square Ticket Agency, two great tickets, Long Acre Theater for uh, Leopold Stott, which is Tom Stoppard play, which is amazing, about a Jewish family again. You could have played the lead. An Ashkenazi Jew, a mathematician, and it's about the family. And they were like German Jews. They were in Vienna Mm -hmm. and how wonderful it was. And they even had a Christmas tree and how accepted they were. One of them had married a Catholic and he was going to get in the jockey club. And so he thought, it goes from 1899 to 1955. Okay. And you know what happens in between. Right. And only a few parts of the family survived, including the playwright whose family made it to England to survive. Like your dad, thank God, made it to America, thanks to... Thanks to uh, Cousin Harold. Who else was really rich Jews from down south that I just learned about from this Morgenthau book because they married into the family? The Lehmans of Lehman oh, Brothers okay. fame. Did you know that? No, didn't know there were Sherman Southern. Jews, yeah. cotton uh, barons, and then they turned that into banking, and they became Lehman Brothers. Anyway, mm. the third play I recommend Leopold Stadt as well. Leopold Stadt's a suburb of Vienna where they used to keep Jews, and okay. it's like you get back to Leopold Stadt or worse Auschwitz. Everybody knows what happened. And that was kind of a downer, but the upper was that night, Beautiful Noise, because there you got a Brooklyn Jew. Could have been played by you. Another now, now well, this was, is this Neil it's Diamond? Neil Diamond. Okay. So you get an older guy yeah. who plays Neil Diamond at age 80. Okay. And he's meeting with the shrink about why he's so depressed because oh. he's been told he can't perform anymore. And he's, and he's always battled depression. There's a play about mental health. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, it focuses on on his depression, on his mental health. On his mental health, right. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. And it takes that premise. So then he's looking back on his life. So he's on stage almost, well, the whole time watching people play out his life. And he's doing it with his shrink. Younger actors, so different phases of his life. Yes. One one guy plays young Neil Diamond, and he's amazing. Yeah. And so a lot of his catalog, uh, did they do a lot of of singing? Yes, but he has such a big catalog. It's like your catalog. How much can they do? But this this is about a songwriter waiting to be discovered because he wasn't an instant classic. And some people thought his music was this or that. Right. But he was an undiscovered genius. Yeah. Except then he got discovered, and he grew bigger than Elvis. Did you know that? World tours and stuff, but it affected his love life. I won't give it away, but the beautiful thing is that him, who celebrated his bar mitzvah probably the year I was born, the year you were already a toddler, 55, when Leopoldstadt ends, it's because of those struggles and people being born a Jewish-American After the war, like you and me, we've just had a great life. Because Neil Diamond, he didn't have to battle anti-Semitism, really. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know what his real name was? No. Neil Schwartzky. No. Neil Diamond. 
Oh, that's his real name. You know, he Diamond's a Jewish name. I have some relatives named Diamond. No, I didn't know. Yeah, so his that's real not... name is Neil Diamond. That's part of the play. It's funny. They talk about that because yeah. he didn't realize it was great. So when was he born? Like forty eight or something. I'd say he's got to be about eighty now. Yeah, so okay. right at the tail end of World War Two, yeah. not shortly thereafter. I saw him at uh, the Pepsi Center on his one of his last tours. Anyway, I love his music. And so he has, in fact, um, stopped touring. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. I think it's his sad. Doctor told it's difficult. Him it would be very difficult. So I got this great seat, and I want to show you, my friends, hey, look how close to the stage I'm sitting for this big show. And so somebody, I asked the lady across from me, will you take a picture of me? And then a guy from, I mean, first row, stage center, yells out to me, hey, Craig, I'm in New York. I'm by my... Yeah, who was it? It was Victor Mitchell, frequent guest on this show, former state rep from Colorado, gubernatorial candidate, him and his wife, Amy. Now you, the you, same show. you sent that picture. I was like, who is that guy? I thought That's maybe he Victor was... Victor Mitchell. Yeah, I thought maybe he was the producer. Uh, you he has to your... a place in New York yeah. right now, and wow. we went there after the show. What are the odds How of nice. seeing people like that? Yeah, well, guy like you, well-connected. But Neil Diamond, fantastic. And you will love that show. Oh, I got to see that show. Yeah, It's about a songwriter and his struggles. And then Donald Trump never did get arrested, but now I think he's going too far. I think there's got to be a breaking point for everybody. And I heaped a little scorn on Kaplitz and Brockler. These guys have seen this coming. Ross Kaminsky, you know, maybe could speak out a little more, but better late than never. And you were against Trump way before I was, so... You gave me grace, and I'll give grace to the people on Denver Trump Radio. Everybody reaches their own breaking point. I thought it should have been a long time ago, but honestly, all these plays, at least Parade and then Leopoldstadt, it's about fascism approaching. Wow. And what happens if you get assholes running things? And Donald Trump is calling out Gestapo, that the people coming after him are the Gestapo? No, he's the Gestapo. And when I heard Dan Kaplitz, when I was thinking about going back on with him, he kept saying coup, they're trying to, that the impeachments were coups against Trump. And really the only guy who's gonna commit a coup was Trump, right? Those were lawful proceedings right, and coup, he should have been- A coup against democracy right. with the big lie and everything. Yes. But they take words and they turn them around. It's like, Trump, you're saying, I'm cheating in golf? No, I'm going to show you're the big cheater. You know, it's everything is transference. He's going to accuse the other side of cheating right. when he's the big cheater. But the different with Trump, it's rather, you know, most, most coups, there's an ideology. You think, maybe not. Maybe they're just power hungry, you know, uh, despots. But with Trump, it's always been his ego. You know his his uh, you know desire to put himself in the in the limelight, at, no matter what you know. And um, and it I've never really thought he's a he's a man of any particular ideology. But I know this type. This is my wheelhouse. Now that he's threatening state prosecutors and stuff like this, he's a sociopath. He likes things. He gets turned on by things that you can never even imagine. For example. 
his sexual conquests. The whole audience is going to hear Barry Levine, who wrote the book. He gets a special thrill out of trying to screw your wife. I mean, do you have to worry about that with anybody you know, any business associates that are going to try to screw my wife? Who does that? Donald Trump does that. Michael Wolff wrote about it. And if you listen to as Billy, a, as a way, yeah, as a way of of uh, as a way of of defeating an opponent or some somehow like it would be as a power kind of yes. play against an enemy. But it's not even an enemy. He'll do it to a friend. Editor. He'll do it to uh, to you, me. Well, That's why he really doesn't have friends. Who would be a friend with a guy like that? No. It's disgusting. He's got plenty of suck-ups, though. <laughs> they may not be friends. But here's the other thing. Have you heard about Jean Carroll? She was a prominent newscaster in New York, okay? She's about 70 or so now, but she was attractive. She still is, but, you know, now she's 70. Anyway, back when she was 40 and hot, she knew Donald Trump. He knew her. And they run into each other at Bergdorf Goodman, kind of like I run into the Mitchells. And, and except he says, I'm shopping for some lingerie from Harla or whatever. And can you be my model? And there's little flirtatious talk. Next thing you know, when the dressing room door closes, he rushes her, bangs her back into the wall, starts mauling her, puts his mouth on hers, pulls down her pants. And then he has intercourse with her right there, standing up like that. It's like, who gets aroused like that? Really, I mean, if if a woman's not willing to do it and she's shocked, which she describes it, she she never expected that. And and so so what I'm saying is that if you say, well, you know, there's a fine line, but no, no, you don't. An average man is not turned on by a woman who is frightened, shaking, scared. Right. Is that a turn on for right. a normal man? Right. No, you know, that's that's where you're overstepping your bounds. That's Donald Trump was turned on by that. Right. Donald Trump was turned on by the little girls that he shared with Jeffrey Epstein, according to a lawsuit and the stuff I talk about with Barry coming up. This guy ain't right. You know, putting a bat up to Alvin Bragg's head, it fits. He's a criminal. He talks about the great Alphonse Capone. He worships mobsters like that. Sure. Some people do, and it, it's just, I hope I hope so many people fall off the Trump train. Uh, this, this country, I don't know if we will survive, Mega. Do you? Give me the optimism we need. Well, <laughs> Trump, I think, I, I'm guessing that Trump's power is waning, you know, but, you know, that's the optimistic side. The other side is who's coming to fill that vacuum, you know, and, um, you know, whether whether it's, it's uh, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson or... Oh, or, my God. Please, you know, God, no. Yeah. Or, or Ron Sanctimonious, as you've called him. I haven't uh, called him that. That's what Trump calls him. I would call oh, okay. him Ron DeSantos. Okay. Putting him Ron DeSantos. I like that Santos, even more. Right. But anyway, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's, uh, they're, you know, different wolves, you know, same clothing. That's that, what we that, have no, to worry wolf, about. Man, that line comes up in one of the plays and they all run together. But there are two kind of wolves that are 
everybody has those two wolves. One of them is vicious, the other you can tame. And it's like, well, which one is the right one? Which one is the one you feed? That's the, the wolf that will live inside of you. I'm kind of messing that up, but I think that's a line maybe from Leopoldstadt mm. and the most striking thing, and I think about your dad featured on a long ago episode on this show, Henry Gunderheimer, little kid in Munich. That's right. Right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, the population turned against him for yeah. no reason. He was just, he wasn't a religious Jew. They were they were reformed Jews. This right. was the heart Austria, Germany, of assimilated Jews. That's right. They were starting to be intermarriage and all of that. Oh, yeah. German Jews were, were you know, um, I think probably the most assimilated Jews of the time, you know, um, well-established in Germany, in, in various businesses, and for a long time accepted and thriving. And do you remember what happened to Austrian Jewry and how did Austria react to Hitler? Well, that's like the sound of music, the sound of music, that, that story of the Germans coming out and the Austrians welcome for the most part welcome that, welcoming that them Leopold, as bro- yeah. as brothers yes yes they said 20,000 of our neighbors just showed up to cheer hitler that's what's going to happen in waco trump has a rally saturday night we'll see what happens but anyway no getting back to trump i i don't know i think i think he's went but i think the disease is out there you know the, the that's the, what the, i mean yeah, those 20,000 yeah, it's been exposed the fascist threats will be around we know, we know that it may not be in the form of Trump, you know, but uh, someone else in the future could be even more dangerous. Oh boy! So that's why it's good you're on. You know, you have you have your podcast and you're bringing all this to our attention. We have your beautiful song this week. Every little problem. Do you know why I chose this song this week? I, I tell me. Our problem is Donald Trump, right? Right, he's not a little one. But I know, but one. we let it go. When you yeah. let it go, it gets bigger. It gets bigger. Yep. And you talk about an elephant. Elephant yep. is the symbol of what political party? You know, I hadn't really thought about that. It's, it's yeah. the Republicans. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> yes, they're pachyderms. I do believe it's a beautiful song. Every little problem, it fits right here because. You know, we always said politics, it's not a big deal. We're standing at a crisis moment. And this is because people didn't stomp down sooner on this little problem. Now it's an elephant and it's MAGA and it's big. Thanks again, Troubadour. Thanks, Craig. Last night I hear the doorbell ring I peer outside, I don't see nothing Scratch my head and open the door Elephant sitting on my front porch Kind of strange Every little problem You must be crazy or I'm still drunk He said make room man I like the upper bunk I'm crying no way man gonna break
break my bed I seen a heavy things running through your head He's right Every little problem Ain't little too long Every little problem Ain't little too long Now I hear him snoring in the bunk above I lie here sweating and I pray for luck Cause I got me an elephant, he won't leave There's a ton of things weighing down on me Let's go! Every little problem Ain't little too long Every little problem Ain't little too long He's here in the daytime He's up in the nighttime His problem is on my house See now I understand Gonna pull my head up from the sand Gonna drop everything, gonna get on the stick And face every little problem before it gets too big Let's go! Every little problem Ain't little too long catch on fire? It wasn't that. You choked on that bite of burnt bagel. Why is everything all red? The heat is unbearable. Where am I? Excuse me, your dishonor. May I step in on behalf of my client? Mr. Silverman, proceed. Tell me one redeeming good thing your client did. He was a faithful listener to my radio show. Not good enough. He had decency and compassion for his family. He did end-of-life planning with Michael Bailey. The Michael Bailey? That is kind to your loved ones. That is smart and way to 
decent for this place. Your client can go. And what about me, your despicableness? Why should I? Michael Bailey is my lawyer, too. Go on, then. Get out of here. <laughs> now, part of that was serious, and part of that was fictional. But you will die someday, and if you don't make a legal plan, the government will make one for you. Call my lawyer, Michael Bailey. His rates are reasonable, and he can meet with you and your spouse wherever you want and on weekends and evenings. 720-394-6887 or online at mblawllc.com. Now back to the Fred Silverman Show. Hey, being a lawyer is a matter of judgment. You have to know the law, the facts, but good judgment is essential. If you don't understand how Donald Trump is culpable for the crimes committed in his name, then I question your judgment. I have the good judgment to question Donald Trump. If you want a lawyer like that, instead of a knucklehead who believes in the MAGA propaganda, call Craig. 303-734-7156. 303-734-7156. I am Craig. Craig Silverman, a voice for victims. Gosh, it's great to have him back. I was just in New York City. I remember well the fine dinner we had together at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Barry Levine, veteran journalist, author of All the President's Women, Donald Trump in the Making of a Predator. He also wrote uh, The Spider, the inside story about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. It's been a while since episode 74. Here we are on episode 141, back with Barry Levine. Hey, Barry, how are you? I'm good, Craig. I'm good. I, wow. Congratulations on all the, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're the, you're the little engine that could, you, you, you just keep on, you keep on going every and, Saturday uh, it's, morning. It's all about it's, longevity, it's, baby. OCD. It's, <laughs> you have, you have the, uh, the willpower to keep on, keep on going and, uh, talk about all this stuff. I think it's fantastic. And, uh, I, I, I enjoyed so much the uh, uh, last uh, uh, interview we did about uh, evil uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein and his cohort, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, and uh, you know meeting you in in, in New York and having uh, ha- having uh, uh, a great uh, dinner. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was a ton of fun, and now here we here we are again with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former pal, uh, Donald Trump. It's interesting how how all of these characters tend to uh, hang out with one another. I think and it all fact- works out. Yeah, I was just in New York. You were gone on a college visit trip. I respect that, and it turns yeah. out not that much happened on the Trump case. I was down at the courthouse. I'd say about 100 media members for every MAGA protester. What is it about your city, New York? Is it just impossible for MAGA to pull off something in New York City? Or do you think something else is going on? What's going on, Barry? Well, I think you have I think you have two things going on. I think certainly... Uh, you know the turnout. The turnout uh, uh, he had in, in Washington was apples and oranges from you know f- from this. Uh, that was a set. Uh, that was the day that uh, 
there was going to be the the final vote. Uh, there was, uh, you know, it, January sixth. We all remember, right? Of course, but, January sixth. Right. It was all it was all building to something, and and uh, you know, it was it, it was it was in the moment, and also, of course, uh, the it's, it's quite clear now that the uh, Capitol Police were were not fully prepared. Uh, no one really knew what was going to happen. Uh, it, this was uh, something that had never been been seen before, uh, and you had all of these uh, um, groups that were behind him. Um, right. A, a lot of that's changed over. You know, since that time, uh, the government has sent so many of those individuals to jail. Um, he has. I, I think a lot of them were, um, despite his tough talk. Uh, believing that he was going to ha- uh, somehow help them um, uh, get off their uh, sentences. And uh, I, I think a lot of those uh, individuals now uh, are second guessing uh, uh, whether they uh, should have turned out that day on January 6th. And you also have a completely different situation where if you're asking someone to come into New York and protest, you know that, uh, New York's finest, the NYPD, is uh, not going to put up with anything. Uh, this is a, a city with um, a, a police force that is uh, larger than uh, uh, many uh, military forces in many countries. And, you know, of course, the NYPD has been through it all. Uh, they're fantastic in terms of crowd control. Uh, they would never let anything spiral um, out of control the way uh, uh, the situation occurred in Washington. But the, 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 the larger issue to me is that I don't truly think he has the, well, he's still talking tough. And I saw this morning, uh, the news is that he was tweeting on his social media site. Friday that, morning, uh, death and destruction. Death for and Alvin destruction. Bragg. De- yes. Death and destruction. Calling and him an animal, which you're not Bragg. allowed to call a defendant an animal in a court. But uh, So when Bragg prosecutes Trump, he can't call him an animal, but God knows Trump called Bragg an animal. It's, it's outrageous the way he's threatening all the prosecutors. He is continuing to to ramp it up to such a degree, uh, there could be some crazies that, that indeed could turn out. But I, I really don't think that he has the, um, that, you know, that the pulse, that, that, that electricity that was going on back uh, around January 6th with the election translates uh, to, a, to something here where people are going to, uh, uh, gather and uh, uh, know that they may face prosecution themselves. I just don't think he has the the, the team anymore. Well, we, we, about... we shall see in Waco this weekend, right? He's having well, a rally. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure they'll it'll be a you know he'll have a he'll have a huge turnout. There'll be a lot of shouting and and, and screaming. But uh, when it comes down to protecting the. Um, uh, courthouse uh, in New York and the district attorney's office. Um, I don't, you know, again, who, who knows? Uh, because Donald Trump has been, uh, you know, uh, unlike any other, any, any individual in politics or culture that we've ever experienced before. Uh, and, uh, but his reach, I believe has, has faded a great deal in terms of, um, um, that type of uh, support. I'm talking about 
the type of support that would um, um, go beyond uh, peaceful protest. I just don't. I just don't think it's 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 there anymore. Well, there still is QAnon. Episode 140, we had Mike Rothschild last week. A lot of the messaging he's putting out there appeals to people who regard him as the dear leader of the cult, religion, PSYOP, whatever you want to call it, QAnon. He's still got those guys, and he's got Jim Jordan and the House Republicans for the time being. And he seems to still have Fox News, at least the primetime stars, Tucker Carlson et al., um, do you see that melting away anytime soon? Well, I, I, I think over, I think overall the, uh, um, you know, his, uh, um, the, the backing is, you know, the, the backing that he has from conservative media for the most part has, you know, has really waned and, uh, you know, you have, um, um, you have uh, DeSantis, uh, Who's a who's becoming a major player now? Um, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. There, there are so many investigations whirling right now. Uh, you, I mean, it really is a you know a unique time if you're a uh, political science student in in America to, to to see what is going on. I mean, you've never had a former president caught in so many. Uh, investigations as 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 uh, as Donald Trump is but only Donald Trump can, uh, can can bring that on and you know this is a guy that i you know that has believed from the from his youth that he could get away with anything uh he is the ultimate uh, bully i i mean in my investigation i before i when i sat down to write the book all the president's women which was triggered, in fact, by uh, the news that uh, uh, here you had a sitting president and allegations were coming out about Stormy Daniels uh, and uh, hush money uh, payoffs that I thought, you know, that I, I thought that, of course, there's a book in this, but there's a much deeper book about Donald Trump and uh, his um, conduct uh, with women over over the years particularly after the you know release of the uh, access hollywood tape and the um, limited amount of accusations that were made uh, by women um, alleging uh, sexual abuse and misconduct by him against him and i wanted to go much deeper i wanted to go to the very beginning i wanted to see if there were untold uh, incidents of uh, in relationships with women and uh, you know and alleged attacks on women and uh, I uh, turned up in my book 43 new allegations uh, to bring a total number of 67 incidents of sexual inappropriate behavior uh, against him including 26 examples of unwanted sexual contact over his life and 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 you know, getting back to the fact that this is a guy who always believed uh, that he could get away with anything. Uh, you know, we investigated in my book, you know, how he grew up uh, when he was, you know, causing a lot of trouble, throwing rocks at neighborhood kids. His father um, couldn't take it anymore, and he sent him off to a uh, 
you know, a sleepaway military school uh, when Donald was a youth. And uh, I uncovered in the in the book that uh, Donald would take part in um, hazing type in- incidents with new recruits. Uh, back in those days in the bunks, they were the um, metal frame bunks. Uh, he, they, he, Donald Trump would take off. Uh, he, he would um, um, uh, planned out that he would take the mattresses off. Uh, somehow he would like electrify the um, uh, metal bed uh, uh, springs uh, and the incoming recruits. Uh, uh, Donald Trump and his friends would uh, would uh, try to shock uh, and give a jolt to these uh, kids. I, I mean, you're talking about some. Uh, uh, barbaric uh, type of behavior, and he would he would laugh about it. He would always, um, if a if a young cadet showed up on the we- on the weekend at the school with a, you know a, a girlfriend from from back home, Donald Trump would uh, if the girl was attractive, uh, Donald Trump would uh, put the uh, uh, kid down. He always had to have the best. In fact, his father, like write about this in my book. Donald Trump's father arranged for uh, uh, very attractive young women to um, um, visit the visit the uh, military academy on weekends, where Donald Trump would parade around with these uh, young ladies uh, and and uh, try to pretend that he was the big man on campus. Uh, no doubt in my mind uh, that uh, Donald Trump's father probably paid uh, uh, these women to uh, to show up and uh, um, you know escort uh, uh, his son around around campus. But Donald Trump always had to have the um, you know the most beautiful girl. Uh, he had to have the biggest car. Uh, he had to have the biggest of uh, of everything. Except, uh, as Stormy Daniels pointed out, when it came to uh, uh, what happened between the two of them, uh, she, of course, uh, uh, grates and uh, irritates, uh, gets under his skin by continuously ca- calling him tiny. So, Oh, my gosh. These stories. I mean, uh, w- what happened at that camp was shocking in a lot of ways, and for his father to pimp women up to him, it's it's just extraordinary how you create a monster, but this is a homegrown monster. As the ex-prosecutor I am, one, I think all these DAs should be coordinating charges against this serial criminal. There's nothing wrong with them talking. And while I'd like to see him held responsible for January 6th and a whole bunch of serious things, there is a certain synchronicity to the New York City Manhattan prosecutor going after Donald Trump and maybe going first against this homegrown monster. I was just in New York for three days. What a city you have there, Barry. You know the city. You worked there. You grew up there. You know Florida. You know a lot of things. But New York City, let's just get back to it. Isn't that appropriate? Isn't Donald Trump a homegrown monster right there in the Big Apple. Well, he is, you know, and, and his, his, uh, I'm not talking about the, um, um, inappropriate, uh, behavior with women and also as a reported alleged behavior with, um, underage women. 
that I report uh, in my book. But, uh, you know, before he became known on The Apprentice to uh, middle America, uh, Donald Trump was was certainly known to us in, you know, in the New York media. And, uh, you know, it, 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 he was never taken seriously. Uh, you know, he would disguise his voice and uh, try to call reporters and pretend that he was a, um, he used the name John Barron, and he would pretend to be a, he would try to alter his voice and he would pretend to be um, a, a press uh, agent for Donald Trump who was calling to tip reporters to the fact that you know, Donald Trump is uh, is secretly dating Madonna. And wouldn't that be a, you know, wonderful story to put in, uh, you know, in your newspaper gossip column? And of course, it was all made up. Uh, Donald Trump would try to plant stories uh, with the media, about, with um, um, actresses that he wanted to uh, go out with uh, in the hopes that if he put it in print, that somehow it would uh, uh, turn out to be true and those uh, actresses or celebrities would want to uh, um, go out with him. I mean, he tried, of course, uh, famously to court um, Princess Diana uh, um, in the um, um, uh, years uh, um, when she was uh, married to Prince Charles, and she, you know, he, she didn't want to have anything to do with him. It got back to him, and then uh, upon her tragic uh, death uh, in in the car crash, uh, Donald Trump would go on the Howard Stern show and um, um, uh, make fun of her. Uh, he would uh, he, uh, he would. Um, um, uh, talk about the fact that uh, she needed to have, um, uh, uh, you know, sexual tests, that she needed to see a gynecologist, just really cruel, uh, amateur, just a, just cruel, just he, he was, uh, as I said, you know, if there's any one word to describe him uh, on simple terms, it would be it would be bully uh, because, uh, you know, if um, and if, if he can. But, but, but the thing is, I mean, you and I are we're, we're up there in years. We've seen guys come and go. And honestly, we've seen womanizers. But this guy takes it as a challenge to uh, bed married women. Right. Princess Diana being married didn't matter. And of course. He, he not only does that to get it on with the woman, but in a way to bully the man, right? I, of course, no. He 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 uh, he loves to uh, in an attempt to emasculate uh, individuals or attempt to uh, steal their uh, steal their wives. I mean, I in my book, I, I I talk about an incident, and you know, and this isn't certainly a funny incident. This is, a, in fact, a very sad incident, and uh, I'll just give you the, the, the story in a nutshell. And I, I, this woman who's named Karen Johnson, I wrote in my book how uh, her and her husband um, in Palm Beach, Florida, used to attend um, parties at Mar-a-Lago in the early 2000s. Um, her husband was uh, battling uh, MS. And uh, she, uh, uh, Donald Trump famously threw New Year's Eve, Eve parties at uh, Mar-a-Lago. And this is this continued uh, when he was married uh, to Melania. And 
at one particular party. Donald Trump always this woman was a, a striking, striking uh, blonde. Uh, uh, Donald Trump was always, uh, uh, you know, winking at her and uh, putting out uh, uh, signals to her at various parties. She'd never wanted to have anything to do with them, but they went to this one particular party because her husband was um, really deteriorating from his condition and she wanted to have a nice New Year's Eve uh, uh, with him. And uh, Donald Trump, uh, and I have her in an exclusive interview of my book, she talks about the fact that uh, before she was about to leave this party, she was walking back from the uh, ladies' room at Mar-a-Lago and Donald Trump literally came out behind uh, uh, one of the curtains and, uh, and, and forcefully grabbed her, uh, grabbed her, as she said, right, you know, where, um, um, you know, Donald Trump talked about in the, in the famous uh, Access Hollywood. Tape, right, right, uh, right where life begins. He grabbed right her. Right where life begins. Yes. And then she was. You know, her husband was waiting for her with the car. They were about to leave. Uh, she was literally in shock after what happened, ran, literally ran out of there, according to uh, my interview with her and cooperating uh, interviews that I did with her um, friends for the book. And then to make matters worse, uh, over the next uh, two weeks, uh, Donald Trump was placing calls to her saying, uh, Karen, I can, um, um, you know, we, we can meet at hotels. We can, uh, I can uh, fly you somewhere and we can uh, meet in New York if you, you know, if you like. She said she didn't want to have anything to do with him. She said, how dare you you know how dare what you did to me while my you know sick husband was uh, w was waiting for me? Uh, it was unconscionable, and you know I, I, there's a litany of incidents like this um, where Donald Trump would uh, uh, see a woman, a famous case of him uh, of a woman who was leaving um, the. Um, um, U.S. Open tennis tournament uh, here in New York, where Donald Trump uh, just uh, grabbed her, um, uh, uh, you know, and uh, attacked her, um, uh, fondled her, uh, you know, dozens, dozens and dozens and dozens of incidents like that I have uh, uh, detailed, um, detailed in my book, and, and certainly one that is now certainly coming back to haunt him uh is the is the case of the uh, writer uh Eugene Carroll who has persevered in uh you know through the courts uh from the defamation case that she filed against him that trial's coming up in April i may have to come back to new york city for that that'll be a doozy and what about the court rulings on that that all these other sex offenses are going to come in and uh, the jury's going to be anonymous. This sounds yeah. like, uh, I mean, he's got civil justice problems on top of criminal right. justice. And we will get to Jean Carroll because I bet you know yeah. her, right? Um, well, I've, I've um, interviewed in my book, I, I interviewed people who she, I had tracked down uh, women 
who she had told the incident to uh, at the time, in real time, right after that happened. Right. She was a famous TV personality. Right. Let me just back up to yeah. somebody who's and, really. And, been, I, and I just want to yeah. yeah, say one, I'll just say one thing: how how proud I am of the work I did in my book that uh, uh, her lawyers included in their. Um, defamation filing against uh, Donald Trump, uh, they attributed allegations of, you know, his um, um, history of behavior with women to my book. And that's included uh, actually in the court papers. My book is cited uh, by name uh, in terms of the allegations that I uh, mentioned, whether I'll be called during the trial. I don't, I don't know, but I would uh, certainly be happy to, um, 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 speak as a as a witness in in terms of the reporting i did uh that outlines uh you know just a history of uh of abuse i mean i uh, b- before we move on i'll just point out that donald trump kind of fashioned his mentality about women uh over the fact that he was a uh, uh super fan of hugh hefner and playboy magazine Donald Trump's world uh, to this day is like living a fantasy of uh, Playboy, of of Playboy centerfolds, of beautiful women who are you know available to men. That is Donald Trump's mindset. And as I quoted someone in my in my book, uh, a friend of his uh, who said that um, you know. Back back in, in in those days in the in the, in the 60s and 70s, you know, young young boys would uh, would look at Playboy magazine and fantasize. But someone pointed out, you know, Donald Trump's mentality, he's never changed from a 13-year-old boy. His view of women has 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 stayed at age 13 through all these years, uh you know, into his uh, into his life. He he still looks at women like a 13-year-old boy who is fantasizing about Playboy magazine. And in his case, um, he believes that he has uh, um, the right to um, uh, basically take whatever whatever he wants, uh, whether the, uh, the, you know, the women are married or not. And, I, and, and I've uh, backed all that up. Um, uh, in my book, I also gave Donald Trump, I sent the White House at the time I wrote the book, a 50-page uh, memorandum outlining every allegation uh, I made in the book uh, against him and uh, gave uh, him and my publisher, Hachette Books, gave him the opportunity to respond, and uh, there was not a single response uh, from the White House. But I did include every single response he had made on the campaign trail about all of the allegations uh, that that came against him from women, um, from uh, you know Stormy Daniels on on down, and uh, the stuff that he said about these women at various campaign stops, uh, disparaging them, calling their um, um, you know he would he would call uh, Stormy Daniels horse face. He Still would. He, he still does. In fact, I, I quote her in, in the interview I have with her in my book about uh, exactly that, and I'll give you that, that response. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, again, if, if someone goes against him or he perceives them to be a threat, 
uh, he, uh, he, in a very, very childish way, uh, will disparage them. And, and this, this form of attack has, has, has never veered over the course of his life. Uh, as we see today with with you know the words uh, that he has used right. to um refer to the new york uh, district attorney uh as an animal or a degenerate um you know this is this is donald trump um uh, completely um unraveled and un- unvarnished and uh and he now doesn't really have the uh, forceful advisors that he had at the time as president of the white house so anything that that, that comes into his mind uh in terms of an attack he uh, he's just um, putting out on his uh, social media right and when will he go too far and for sure melania is not there to stop him i want to back up to yeah. his first wife first of all mary trump is essential reading because she knew fred trump well that was yeah. her uh grandfather right and uh yeah. she calls him a sociopath and you're telling me he sent women up to the new york military academy for donald that's gonna screw you up but ivana trump who has been put in the ground at uh at his country club in new jersey that's really something since last we talked and she made allegations against him as part of the divorce that are not normal and i think They were a big red flag. For one, she said he read Hitler's speeches at his bedside, something that Trump eventually acknowledged. Hey, a guy gave me the book. He said it was a Jewish guy gave me the book. I read it. Turns out the guy did give him the book. He wasn't Jewish, but he had a Jewish last name. But Ivana also said, this guy raped me. He pulled my hair out. He raped me. He read Hitler books. Those are not normal allegations to make. What did Ivana know, and how much did she talk about it? When I was writing my book, I of course uh, reached re- reached out to her, and um, you know she she was under various agreements with uh, with, with Donald Trump, in which she could not uh, um, speak. But uh, um, this is a this is a woman uh, mother. Um, a wonderful lady who wanted to be a homemaker in addition to being a business partner. I mean, she was, she was uh, uh, whip smart, Ivana. I mean, you know, as, as so much has come out now about Donald's business practices, uh, I really think that I, you know, in my personal opinion, um, through the research I did for my book, I really think that Ivana was um, uh, the, the brains behind his early success with his casinos, uh, with the Plaza Hotel in New York. Uh, she had a, a, a very keen uh, sense of business and uh, uh, really was running, really was running things uh, for Donald. Um, you know, of course, you know, it, it was his uh, father's money that started out his uh, his uh, his company. But uh, marrying Ivana probably was one of the smartest things uh, that Donald ever did because she was a superwoman in in the sense of um, uh, raising their children, but also uh, running uh, running his business and really um, uh, putting him on the you know on the map with his uh, casinos in Atlantic City, 
um, uh, their acquisition of the Plaza Hotel in New York. Um, you know, I- Ivana was uh, th- the real deal. And um, um, uh, but she was also a woman, sadly, who uh, who put up with uh, 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 a tremendous amount of womanizing. I, I-, I write in the book about the, the very famous incident uh, that took place. Uh, in Aspen, Colorado, uh, near your uh, right. neck of the woods, uh, where uh, Donald Trump was on a family holiday uh, with Ivana uh, and his uh, young kids and stashed uh, in another hotel uh, was his uh, mistress at the time, Marla Naples, who he would eventually uh, uh, marry. And uh, uh Ivana was tipped off by friends that Donald, I mean, this is, this is, if there's, if there's no other example of how his mindset was that he could um, bring his wife, his, his wife on a, on a, on a family holiday. And at the same time, stash his um, young blonde mistress in a hotel uh, that while Ivana was off skiing, that Donald could uh, sneak away to the hotel uh, for a, uh, a you know a romp with. I mean, this and, is and let's emphasize a family vacation, so the kids get messed up in the process. I this is the, I had this a chance the, to interview Donald Trump it. Jr. Yeah. It's interesting. He moved back to Aspen when he tried to get away from his father. Yeah. And uh, he had memories in Aspen that his dad was always on the phone, this, that. But he was probably out there stripping Marla Maples between runs. And Well, the, the you know, there was, a, and I write about it, I have photos in, in my book of, um, of the classic confrontation. Uh, Marla, Marla showed up for lunch at this uh, uh, restaurant uh, at, the, at the top of um, uh, Aspen Mountain. Uh, they all had their their skis, and Ivana had picked up uh, uh, radar and info that uh, Donald's mistress was there. She knew she she wasn't. I think she was calling her Marta. She wasn't exactly sure of her her name was was Marla, of course. But a friend had tipped her off that this um, um, young woman was uh, going to um, go to the. Uh, uh, restaurant that particular day and Ivana you know ran her down confronted her um uh, at the top of the ski slope uh, there's pictures there's a classic photo of Donald Trump standing in between Marla and Ivana on the ski slope where the two women are um it was actually more of Ivana dressing down Marla Marla I think was shell-shocked and uh uh, didn't really want to have anything to do with it. And then uh, Ivana basically said, you know, you stay away from my husband. <laughs> and Donald, then Ivana uh, stormed off on skis. Donald chased her. And then the two of them um, had uh, angry uh, words on, on the slopes. And then it was only a short time later when they returned to New York, that um, the marriage was kaput and uh, Donald uh, filed uh, or Ivana filed for divorce. And uh, like anything, Donald couldn't let that go. Uh, So he had to um, uh, 
you know, turn the tables on Ivana and uh, uh, begin began attacking her in the in the press. And it was uh, it was uh, as uh, as any of your uh, listeners uh, who remember uh, that time, it was quite uh, a uh, quite a, quite a uh, uh, sensational scandal. Uh, to say the least, it was on television every night in, in New York. It was the front cover of uh, uh, the newspapers for days and days and days. Uh, the Donald, Ivana, Marla love triangle, and then on top of that, you had uh, these very serious allegations in divorce papers uh, made by Ivana that uh, uh, Donald had uh, uh, raped her. Uh, she during the presidential campaign, um, Ivana put out a statement um, trying to back away from uh, uh, what she said in uh, in her divorce filings. Um, and there was all kinds of uh, statements put out that it wasn't a physical rape. It was uh, an emotional rape. And uh, she, you know, never really meant to say what she said. But uh, uh, this was a uh, true shocking insight into the way he uh, allegedly uh, treated his wife. What about the Hitler book? Uh, I mean, that bothers me. I just saw three plays in a row in New York City. It was fantastic, but it all around a common theme of fascism on the march. Uh, Leopold Stadt is all about uh, a family experiencing the Holocaust and the Leo Frank play Parade, more fascism, Thankfully, I saw Neil Diamond, a Jewish boy, did good, like Barry Levine, you know, <laughs> and he then because the battles had been fought, but it it feels like it may be back again because this guy Trump, he seems to have a fascination with Adolf Hitler. When he wrote the book The Art of the Deal or whoever wrote that, yeah. he tried to claim he had Dutch heritage. We know it's German. Trump's a German yeah. name. The guy is fascinated by Hitler. Now he loves the death penalty. He wonders why his military won't follow orders the way Hitler's did. What's going on here? I believe the guy uh, venerates Hitler. That frightens the crap out of me. Uh, you know, I, I, there's no question that that a lot of these uh, deep-seated uh, uh, feelings and inspirations uh, that had been bottled up uh, certainly emerged uh, uh, during the presidency, I mean, you know, he he very much um, uh, wished that um, uh, his uh, term in in office uh, uh, could be uh, translated to uh, the the way um, dictators in many countries uh, uh, ran uh, uh, the uh, their elections. Donald, of course, wanted a show of military in, in, in the streets of Washington and wanted tanks rolling down the Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, you know, it all just it all just absolutely went went to his head the entire presidency. But again, and I and I that's why I think the um, in writing a book about his um uh, awful, horrible, abusive relationships with women, uh, it it really um serves to show that this is a you know a man who um, want, wanted control of of anything and and you know and, and anything that he desired anything he wanted um, he would uh, believe that he had the uh, the right to take right and, and of course and, and, you know, and those, yeah those of us who prosecute rapists and are familiar with it know that that's a crime about power and control 
You've yes. written the book about it. When did this... Uh, it's all about power and control. He grabs him by the P word, and he'll do whatever he wants. And uh, just in the interest of time, let's get to the main course, which is Stormy sure. Daniels. Stormy Daniels at the heart of this allegation. She uh, hooked up with him at the celebrity golf tournament in Nevada. Everybody knows he did it, although Trump still maintains he didn't do the dirty deed, right? And and some of his followers believe it. No, at one point he wanted to distance himself by saying that uh, you know he he never he never met her, uh, or he shook her hand or something. Of course, you know th- there's there's photos um, showing. Uh, him and Stormy uh, together. Um, I also interviewed for my book um, a uh, um, uh, another uh, uh, porn star named Alana Evans, uh, who was in fact uh, with uh, Stormy that day. Um, she was supposed to um, see uh, Stormy that um, that evening. They were supposed to go out. Uh, for dinner and uh, Stormy's plans changed when uh, Donald Trump um, invited her, uh, invited Stormy to his uh, to his uh, hotel suite, where she said uh, she had the most awful uh, three minute experience <laughs> of uh, of her life. Give him credit. At least he didn't rape her. Right. I mean, she was willing to do it. She regrets it afterwards. But. This might be one of the uh, consensual relationships in Donald Trump's life. Well, it was, you know, and Stormy clearly admits, you know, today uh, it was a mistake. But at the time, um, you know, Donald was uh, throwing out the uh, offer to her that she would appear on on TV, on NBC, on his Apprentice TV show. Um, You know, it was the the typical, uh, you know... uh, you know, let's uh, let's uh, spend some time together, and I'm going to make you a star. And um, you know that has uh, th- th- that. Uh, you know, even from the, the old Hollywood casting couch days to today, sadly, that still has. Uh, you know, s- still uh, still takes place. You know, ironically, he has made her probably the most recognizable porn star in history. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no question about it, but I had, uh, when I interviewed her, I went to Lexington, Kentucky, where she was, um, appearing at, uh, at various clubs, uh, trying to, um, um, you know, earn a, you know, she was a single mom trying to, you know, tr- trying to earn a living. Uh, when I met her, um, you know, you, you see pictures of Stormy, uh, I was, uh, you know, she, she's a, a small little thing. I met her. She was not in her, she was yet to be fully glammed up for her appearance that night. We sat down, we, uh, we, we talked for about, uh, an hour, an hour and a half, um, um, interview, uh, uh, in the, in the, uh, um, uh, in her, um, lounge, uh, you know, at the club. When you say tiny, I'm I'm intrigued. What is she like? Five four, five three, or yeah, she's a she's. A, I don't have it off the top top of my head, but uh, I'm five ten, and, and I, I don't know. She must have been. I don't know, maybe five five or so. Um, I'll have to have to look it up. But she was just a she was just a you know to me a, a you know a single mom who was out there trying to 
you know, trying to earn a living, uh, very soft-spoken. She was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and she was a very attractive, uh, uh, very nice uh, woman. And, and the, the things that he has said about her um, uh, to this day uh, is, is, is frightening. And, and when I interviewed her, she was still really um, um, broken up about uh, an incident in which uh, she was uh, with her child um, uh, coming out of a, out of a car into a parking lot. And a man came up to her uh, and, uh, and and issued a warning uh, to her about uh, um, about her talking. And, uh, you know, it's been a highly reported and investigated incident. And uh, there's no question in my mind uh, that this was uh, um, that, that this was an individual uh, that was meant to um, send a, a message to her. Uh, and, uh, she has, um, you know, had to live with, uh, um, personal security, uh, uh, since that, that time on, she's very careful about where she goes and, uh, um, um, who she is, uh, who she is seeing. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty sad, but I want to read you, which I think is, is, is really important in what her mindset was at the time when I interviewed her. Now, Michael, at the time when I interviewed her, Michael Cohen was just going off to jail for his role in this um, hush money scheme. And I had uh, I have a transcript of my interview in, in the book. And I said, um, um, you know, Michael Cohen's going to jail uh, tonight is, in fact, his last night of freedom. Um, do you take any satisfaction in the fact that he's going to do time behind bars? And uh, this is her direct quote. She said, Yes, I think so. I mean, but I feel probably a little misplaced guilt for his wife and children. But yeah, of course, especially since he was so adamant that they were going to lock me up and all that stuff. And clearly it's exactly the opposite of what he said was going to happen. And I, my next question to Stormy was whether or not it happens when Trump's out of office, he could be indicted for this. Would you like to see that? And her response was, of course, it's not even just about Donald Trump per se. It's that I don't think anybody should be above the law, whether it's the president or not. And if he continues to get away with the things he's gotten away with, what is someone else um, going to come along and do? And um, I think, uh, um, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, she, she certainly believed then uh, and uh, do believe now that uh, um, that no one uh, is above the law, and, and certainly uh, uh, Donald Trump is not. And I also said to her, um, you know, Donald Trump's going back to the same horrible, nasty things he said to her at the time uh, when I interviewed her. He had, in fact, said at the time he was calling her horse face. And uh, her response to me at the time was, uh, I've never laughed so hard in my life, mostly because I remember turning around to my friends in that backseat and going, aha, shots fired. Now I'm going to tweet back. And I'm pretty sure mine was 10 times better. And uh, uh, Stormy had uh, tweeted, uh, he had demonstrated his incompetence, hatred of women and lack of self-control on Twitter again, and perhaps a penchant for bestiality, game on tiny. And, uh, uh, so, you know, she gave it right. She gave it right back to him on, 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 on Twitter. Yeah. He messed with the wrong woman. And it seems that's the same with E. Jean Carroll. Now 
I'm a Denver guy. I never watched her on New York local television, but she was sort of a big deal, right? And Donald Trump knew her from that role, and that's why he wanted to stop her, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, she was uh, an accredited uh, journalist. Uh, she was a television host. Um, she was uh, a magazine writer and a, and a, and a book author. Uh, and uh, again, uh, this goes back um, 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 uh, many, many years. Uh, and she was quite quite an attractive uh, woman. Um, and uh, what's interesting is, and I believe this happened in... Um, uh, pre-trial um, deposition, uh, they showed uh, Donald Trump uh, photos uh, from back in the day of E. Jean Carroll. Um, uh, they, they showed, uh, they put out some photos right. in front he, of him. He, he had said, she's not my type, and then they showed a picture, and he thought it was yeah. Marla Maples, he right? Thought it was, he thought it was his wife, Marla Maples, his former right. wife, Marla Maples. And, uh, you know, she alleges that um, 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 in, uh, in, in late 95 or ni- 1996, Trump was married at the time to Marla Maples, that uh, he had uh, uh, met her um, um, at uh, Bergdorf uh, Goodman uh, it was Luxury just, Department It was just store. a meeting by happenstance. They're in the yes. same neighborhood. It's near Trump's He was going to pick out right. something for his wife, uh, Marla. He asked her. Would she be so kind to uh, model this uh, for him, uh, the outfit that he had picked out? Uh, and she alleged that um, um, he followed her into the uh, into the uh, dressing room. Uh, and I and I and I quote here: um, uh, She said, "The moment the, the dressing room door is closed, he lunges at me, pushes me get, uh, up against the wall, hitting my head quite badly, and he puts his mouth against my lips." Uh, she then she said that Trump then uh, jams his hand under my coat dress, pulls down my tights before an alleged act of non-consensual intercourse. Uh, after the incident, uh, she told two friends, both of them journalists, uh, one named Lisa Birnbach, the other named Carol Martin. Uh, they both corroborated her account uh, to The New York Times in 2019. Uh, and in an interview for my book, um, I interviewed Birnbach, and she attested to uh, Eugene's credibility and said uh, Eugene had told her that afternoon about the incident. And she said this, uh, the quote that I include from her, she said, I said, Eugene, he raped you. If he penetrated you, that was rape. Let's go to the police. But she said, no, I'm not going to do that. I just want to go home. And um, you know, she saved the um, um, uh, the dress. Uh, she has uh, DNA evidence. Um, Trump, of course, said uh, she's uh, t- totally lying. I don't know anything about her. I know nothing about this woman. Um, uh, she's like not my. Puts uh, down her looks, just like he did with yes, Stormy you're Daniels. Right. She but wouldn't the be my is... type if I was interested. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then he went on a campaign of discrediting her, disparaging her. Um, ripping into her uh, to the point of uh, she received uh, threats uh, against her, and that's when she uh, went after him, rightfully so, for defamation. In that case, she is someone who has uh, persisted 
uh, and has uh, has not backed down. Uh, initially, uh, as, as you know, and probably can explain better than uh, than myself to your listeners, um, she. Uh, Donald Trump um, got the justice, his Justice Department at the time to uh, defend him uh, and um, put out that uh, statements made by him as president uh, could not be um, uh, used against him uh, in, a, in, in a civil court. Right. And of course, she has uh, cleared uh, years now of um, uh, so many courts where where they're finally getting close to uh, uh, you know getting him inside that courtroom. I'd heard and it's they a testament. Huge, yeah, it'd be because of the Me Too movement, Harvey Weinstein yes. et al. States have passed laws that say you can allege rape going back as far as you want. E. Jean Carroll has amended her lawsuit to bring a rape claim, not just a defamation claim. I see Donald Trump in huge jeopardy over this civil case. If it really goes to trial in late April, it'll last what three or four weeks. This could be his Waterloo. Well, there's there's no question that, uh, and I have spoken to many of the uh, 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 women I wrote about in my book. Um, all of them agree, and it's the same thing what Stormy Daniels said to me back uh, on that particular night I interviewed her. No one is above the law. Uh, no one um, should be able to get away with uh, the, the types of actions he did. And if Stormy, uh, if uh, E. Jean Carroll um, is uh, successful, uh, it will be uh, a vindication for um, um, these uh, women who have experienced uh, over the uh, you know over the course of his life. Uh, these uh, horrible, uh, you know, incidents uh, uh, with him, whether it's the woman in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, uh, who claims he allegedly attacked her and groped her uh, uh, when she was with her uh, sick husband coming, uh, leaving his New Year's Eve party um, to um, uh, young models. I mean, when Donald Trump um, had his uh, modeling agency, uh, he would uh, um, show up at, uh, at and, and also when he was in charge of his uh, of the uh, Miss Universe beauty pageant, Donald Trump would um, routinely um, walk in without notice into the dressing rooms of these uh, beauty contestants. Um, uh, he would. Um, 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 you know, look at all of them. He would, uh, you know, with modeling agencies, he would invite uh, um, uh, several of the girls out uh, for, for for various uh, dinners um, and parties. Um, I wrote about in my Jeffrey Epstein book the fact that Donald Trump, when he was pals with Jeffrey Epstein, um, threw a party uh, at uh, Mar-a-Lago um, for um uh, cheerleaders from one NFL uh, uh the buffalo bills right, right. Al along with uh, visiting models and the party that particular night consisted of about 40 women um in the room with two men Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein now figure figure that one out uh i also write about a um but, 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 but it gets worse. Those two yeah. guys got sued by an underage woman for rape, right? What happened with that? Well, that in that particular case, uh, 
you know, the uh, woman was going to hold a press conference with her lawyer. The press conference was called off at the last minute because uh, she was receiving death threats. This was uh, during his uh, presidential campaign. Uh, and we still um, uh, don't know the all the all the specifics of those uh, charges. Um, uh, there were claims that um, uh, she had been attacked uh, at, a, at one of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, parties. Uh, she she uh, claimed and cited in court papers that it was Donald Trump who had attacked her. Uh, that she was underage at the time. Um, it's uh, one of the uh, very. Uh, Certainly one of the most disturbing allegations uh, that I uh, had come across, but I came across many, uh, you know, in my book. And uh, um, I know that Epstein, those guys were thick as thieves, right? And they probably both tried to outpervert the other guy. Epstein's dead. Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive and in prison. Do you think she knows the truth about their falling out? What did Epstein's brother just said? His brother got rid of Trump because Trump was too deviant or too bad of a guy. I mean, well, will the truth about what he did with Epstein ever come out, Barry Levine? I, uh, I, as much as uh, as much as we we would like the, the the real truth to come out, I frankly don't think it will because I I don't think that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, will ever um, come clean as to uh, as to what she knows. And she really is the only p- person um, in a position to really talk about um, um, w- w- what she knew at the time. So sadly, I don't I don't think we'll ever uh, really learn that. Uh, but um, uh, there was a friendship, as I as I said, there were these types of incidents that took place uh, with the, the, the two of these men uh, uh, womenizing together with, uh, with with young girls. It's just, uh, I, you know, the. the Writing the book was a horrible experience in the sense of of, of having to hear and investigate uh, these uh, so many so many you know allegations um, uh, and there's just so many incidents that uh, that you know that, that took place. Uh, I also quote um, uh, in my book the fact that uh, uh, you know Donald Trump had. Uh, uh, allegedly paid off um, uh, uh, hush money for other, uh, you know, relationships uh, with, with, with other porn stars. Um, you know, you have you had an incident uh, in which uh, before the presidential campaign uh, where, um, uh, you know, a Playboy um, model uh, w- w- had also been paid off um, in, in, in hush money. Um, you know, I mean, this is how Donald Trump uh, has uh, has operated, and you know, we're we're now at the um, at the brink uh, of this uh, particular case. Um, That's where I leave it with you. What's yeah. going to happen next? What are you working on? And when do you think would be the right time for me to come to New York City to have a dinner with you and go to the biggest <laughs> trial in the world? Well, we're going to see what happens uh, over this. Uh, you know, supposedly the, the next week here, whether or not uh, this case, uh, you know, is, is made by uh, uh, the district attorney, Alvin Bragg. Um, I had actually also thought it's important also to, to notate to you and to your listeners, uh, if there's any one particular case that you might judge this against that involved hush money, that was with the presidential candidate, uh, John Edwards, back in 2008. 
former North Carolina senator. Uh, that was a case in which um, uh, I was uh, on the reporting team uh, in which we broke open um, the allegations of, uh, of money uh, paid to cover up uh, an affair and um, a pregnancy of his uh, of um, a, a campaign videographer named Riel Hunter. Um, the and, government- and what, what is the Colorado connection? Uh, the Colorado connection. Real uh, Hunter was daughter of Alex Hunter. Is she daughter or ex-wife? No, ex-wife, right? Uh, Alex Hunter, yes, the Boulder yes, DA. Prosecuted John, John Benet Ramsey. Didn't yes, prosecute yeah. John right, Benet. Yes, right. yes, but that connection, yes. Small, That's where small the world. Hunter name comes from. Real Hunter, related to Alex Hunter. In that particular case, and you know, I, I find a lot of parallels to that case. John Edwards had a campaign aide uh, named Andrew Young. Andrew Young at one point, like a Michael Cohen for Donald Trump, was willing to do anything. He even made allegations at the time. He was married with young children, and he said that he had met Riel um, as part of the campaign, and in fact, uh, um, the baby was his, not uh, Mm -hmm. uh, John Edwards. And we finally uh, proved that John Edwards was the father. He admitted that as such. The government went after him, uh, claiming that um, uh, he pressured uh, two two, uh, uh, wealthy campaign donors. Um, Leaves the blue, a trial lawyer out of Texas, right? Yes. Yes. That's correct. To the tune of $1 million in payments and hush money payments in an attempt to uh, um, hide his uh, uh, hide the uh, affair and the pregnancy from the uh, media. Um, the trial uh, lasted six weeks. Uh, there were um, uh, nine days of uh, deliberations and the jury uh, ended up being deadlocked on uh, five of six felony counts and the government uh, decided um, not to uh, retry the case. Um, and I don't know if there's lessons to be learned from that. Um, uh, in, the, in, in what I've read since, uh, the uh, jurors were confused, I think, by the um, campaign laws. Um, you know, But related. in the end, didn't John Edwards testify and say, yes, I, I had sex with her, I was embarrassed? Well, oh, 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 oh. All of that, yes, and he. he I, yeah, I, I tried mean, to cover it up so my wife would cover it up find for out. his cancer-stricken wife, right. uh, Elizabeth Edwards, want to find out. You know, we and we hear today that Donald Trump may end up uh, at some point. Uh, well, we know Michael Cohen has said that he did everything he could because uh, they wanted to keep this away from Melania. They wanted to keep the um, um, right. Uh, the scandal with with Stormy Daniels hidden uh, because uh, Trump didn't want Melania to find out. Uh, so there's a lot of parallels to the Edwards case. Except and Tr- we, Trump has never acknowledged uh, doing that, uh, the correct. act with Donald Stormy. Trump, right, right. Donald Trump has completely denied uh, any uh, any sexual relations with, with with Stormy Daniels. But you had. In the Edwards case, a similar situation where Andrew Young, who had been his closest associate, like Michael Cohen, uh, ended up testifying against him for right, the government. But by, by the trial, they had to back away from that because, yeah. I mean, there's DNA. It's kind of yes. conclusive on those things. Gosh, yes. Right. And I, I don't remember any Republicans really screaming from the rooftops, oh, you're prosecuting John Edwards. He was on the— he was uh, the VP nominee under John Kerry. Come on, he was a that's major cor- that's figure. Correct. 
And even though he got acquitted, he's kind of been done ever since because he's not a reliable person. When will America wake up from this Donald Trump fever dream? You've seen it for decades following him in New York, your legendary career as a journalist. What's going to happen next? Well, we'll 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 see if uh, it really comes down to uh, the the cases uh, um, in New York, uh, in uh, Atlanta uh, against him on the the Georgia uh, mess. It it comes down to the uh, what's what's happening with uh, the documents and also the January 6th. I mean, Donald Trump is in the middle of a um, a whirlwind of uh, of uh, investigations against him. And uh, whether or not this is a guy who. You know, I think, you know, as, as we know, he famously said, you know, I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and, and, and get away with it. Speaking, um, um, of course, um, uh, in, a, in a joking manner, but he has managed um, throughout his entire life not to be held accountable uh, for any of the uh, uh, misdeeds. Um, you know, he, he blew up his uh, his uh, casinos uh, went bankrupt. He uh, never paid any of the, um, 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 all, all the uh, companies that did work for his casinos. He, he tried to skate away from, um, you know, and they were, took actions against him. He never paid, you know, the allegations that he never paid uh, uh, his lawyers. Uh, Donald Trump has attempted to skate away from any accountability Um on any of these things, and I think uh, we, we, you know we, we are now in get, getting to the uh, zero hour. We're getting to that point now where we're really going to see uh, if anything is going to stick. Um, we do know that Michael Cohen went to jail off the uh, um, hush money payment to uh, to Stormy, uh, the hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Whether or not the uh, you know whether or not the DA will indict him and and, and be able to make a case. Um, against him because it involves some um, untested New York uh, laws here uh, remains to be seen. We, we see from the Edwards case the example that uh, there's no uh, slam dunk when it comes to um, um, uh, hush money cases involving uh, um, allegedly involving uh, campaign finances. So by all means, the New York case is is not a slam dunk. Uh, if the Eugene Carroll civil case gets to trial. Um, I have a, a good feeling that, uh, um, particularly over the fact that they're going to be able to bring in, that her side's going to be able to bring in the past allegations against him. Um, I do see some um, um, a, a positive result for Eugene Carroll in that particular case. But then, you know, the other criminal cases, we're just going to have to wait and see. I think it's the cumulative effect, and I'm hoping he gets knocked out well before he gets the nomination from the Republicans. The whole GOP has gone crazy, but you know what I like about New York City? It's so big, and it's so powerful that I just think it's the kind of place that can bring justice to Donald Trump. I'd like to see it happen in New York City. Do you you feel that, too? Well, I mean, New York's been the you know the town uh, that uh, basically made his his dream. He, he wanted to cross the, the the river into Manhattan and uh, and uh, you know classically make it in New York. If you can make it there, uh, um, you can make it anywhere. You can make it anywhere, and uh, Donald Trump certainly certainly achieved that. It's up uh, to you, his, New York. 
Yeah, that's what I'm through saying. His, through his life, so it would be it would be so fitting if uh, this was if uh, New York was the city that uh, um, uh, took him down. But we'll we'll see. He yeah, has, it's uh, up to New York to clean up itself. And I have to say, just walking around New York, it's nice. You don't see a lot of litter. You see occasional homeless. Frankly, you'd see more in Colorado. But I like the way they have trash cans that seal up. You know, and it's just to me, New York. It, it try it tries to clean up its own mess. You elected a guy mayor who's tough on crime, and really uh, Donald Trump tries to say crime's out of control in New York. It's kind of out of control in America, but there have been positive changes in New York. And this scare tactic, don't go to New York, this and that. I just went. I had a heck of a good time. It just seems to me I'd like to see New York City take care of its home grown monster yeah there is no better no better way to put it he is uh new york's uh homegrown monster and uh he is uh um you know shouting from the hills how unfair it is against him uh he of course has always maintained he is the victim uh everyone else is wrong uh every allegation that ever comes his way uh uh, you know, he he you know, disparages the the women. He he, uh, uh, it's just uh, awful. He's a bully in the bully pit. with capital capital letters. Yes, and New York City is going to punch him in the face. Try, finally, take the bully on. I can't stand his intimidation tactics against prosecutors. My last column in the Colorado Sun was decrying the threats and the intimidation tactics against these DAs. And it's only gotten worse, as I predicted. And eventually, the guy's going to run out of rope. I really believe that. Uh, You're a big part of it, Barry. Your book, All the President's Women, it gets to the heart of it. Uh, 43 women, great job on that, man. Well, we are, uh, you know, it's... it's up to the media and, uh, uh, you know, and, and certainly um, um, the, the, the court systems to um, to, hold, to hold accountability in, in this country. And with Donald Trump, uh, um, I, I think uh, he's finally going to be getting his due, uh, ho- hopefully. Where's the best place for people to follow you and get all the president's women, get your other fine books as well? Well, we're uh, we're heading for some new books, and uh, when the uh, uh, when I know the the title of the next one, I will uh, share it with you, and you could you could put it out there. All right, Barry Levine, thanks so much for taking time on your college visitation trip with your daughter. It really means a lot, and I look forward to us getting together in the Big Apple soon. I I do too, Craig. Thank you so much, and thank you for the time and. Uh, I hope the uh, listeners enjoyed the, uh, the the conversation. Thank you so much. I sure did. Thanks, Barry. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Great. Bye-bye. Now, during the pandemic and otherwise, a lot of people have so much affection for their pets. That must come up all the time. What's going to happen to Scruffy? What can you tell us about that, Michael Bailey? What you can do is create a pet trust in Colorado. You put money into trust, and then that money is available and earmarked to care for the dog. 
and it can last the lifetime of the dog or 21 years, whichever is shorter. And then when the time frame for the trust is up, you can dictate who gets whatever leftover money or I have several clients who will leave it to some sort of animal shelter or animal rescue to be able to care for other animals. How cool is that? You can go to Mike Bailey's office and he has offices all over and you could meet at your home, whatever. I love the way you practice law. You've kept it going for a long time. Tell everybody how they can make you their lawyer. So my phone number is 720-394-6887. And again, that's 720-394-6887. They can call me or they can go online to mobileestateplanning.com. And there's a link there where you can schedule an appointment with me. Okay, here's the thing. You've been hurt. Maybe, God forbid, someone's been killed. You don't know what to do. If it happened in Colorado, please get a hold of me. Check out my website, craigscoloradolaw.com. craigscoloradolaw.com because I have four decades of experience. Sadly, I've helped a lot of people who have been hurt terribly through no fault of their own. 303-734-7156. Please call Craig, Craig Silverman, a voice for victims, 303-734-7156. Hey, this show was fantastic. Thanks to Barry Levine. He was great on episode 74 and a star again on episode 141. How about that beautiful song, Every Little Problem, with our troubadour, Dave Gunders. Love talking about current events with this guy. He had it figured out long before me, even though he doesn't pay attention to the news. We've got Donald Trump figured out. Let's hope that the prosecutors get it right, they stay safe, and America does well. If you love this show, please tell a friend. Give us five stars. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in live every Saturday morning, 9 to noon, Mountain Time. Visit thecraigsilvermanshow.com for the podcast, blog, and more. Be sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms to be updated when new episodes are available. This has been The Craig Silverman Show.